say, yeah, I could write a song with real words, not phony ones like Odelay. Odelay is a word. Just look it up in the Bectionary. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season three, episode 13, Bendin in the Wind. Ben, I want to tell you about one of my uh, uh, new purchases. I'm, I'm pretty happy about it myself. Okay. Here's where you pretend I'm picking, uh, picking up a book off the floor and showing it to you. That it, is some book. It's the rhyming Bectionary. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered how to rhyme Odalay with things. Oh, I mean, it's true. So um, what can one rhyme Odalay with? Uh, I mean, like, Frito-Lay, but it's the same lay. <laughs> like, and then my chords were, f- were fraying? You really do need this rhyming dictionary. <laughs> hey, I'm trying. <laughs> You're just typing over there. I'm 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 doing some deep mind thought. Okay. Uh I'm Sh- celebrity chef Bobby Flay. Odelay. Okay. There we go. Uh so out of curiosity, I looked up rhyming dictionary <laughs> on Google to see if it existed. H- how much does it uh, how much is it priced at? Uh well, there is no available rhyming dictionary. However, no! however, I found out that there is a beer called the Rhyming Bectionary IPA. Oh, if only only it wasn't an IPA. I heck, heck, I'd still drink it. Sand or Sandy it's S A N D E. I don't know how you say that. Uh brewing company makes the Rhyming Bectionary IPA. That's actually pretty fantastic. <laughs> it's true. However, I do want to know where that place is so I can go to it. See, this is just uh, like rabbit hole podcast. That's fine. I think the listeners are somewhat used to this. <laughs> actually, I don't. I don't know. <gasps> A mystery is afoot because I found Sand City Brewing spelled without the e. Hmm, okay. This is maybe going to take some homework. (laughs) This intro went an entirely different way than I ever anticipated. Now I'm trying to Google (laughs) breweries that may or may not even exist. Um... Well, chalk it down for one of the one of the best intros we've ever had. They they are most certainly Futurama fans though, because uh, they have five beers listed on Untapped.com. Okay. Fighting Mongoose Stout, which is an oatmeal stout, and I, I would like totally it. drink that. Uh, they've just got a maple brown ale, the okay. Rhyming Bectionary IPA, sure, and thirty percent Dolomite IPA. Dang. Okay. And also the Bectionary IPA with honey. Oh. So, okay. yeah, I have no idea where this place is, but uh, they definitely... But they're on Untapped. 
they're on Untapped, and they definitely like Futurama. Interesting. How about we talk about Futurama? I mean, for we a were bit. talking about Futurama with the rhyming Bectionary and thirty percent Dolomite, so I don't think we're going too far off. It's true. Um, from the picture, I don't know. Maybe from the pictures, this might just be like some home brewing operation. If it's your home brewing operation, tweet at us at Back to Futurama. Send send us some of that fighting mongoose stout. Well, let's start with some tweets. <laughs> <laughs> before asking possibly non-listeners although i know that's surprising possibly non-listeners to just send us some beer let's start with some tweets okay tweeted us at back to futurama and then we can give the they don't know the address otherwise we don't we don't have a p.o box like some other podcasters that we listen to yet yet so they're walking down the street bender <laughs> yes and Bender is just singing Froggy went in a courtin, uh, and he's just like Fry's not even calling any attention to it. He's just walking down the street next to this robot singing <laughs> at crazy loud volumes. Froggy went in a courtin, and and not just singing like grooving to it too. It's he's going all out, and even changing some of the lyrics to Bender is great. Well, that's that's a usual thing. Uh huh. Most songs, actually, if you look at the lyrics on websites, it actually says Bender is great somewhere in the song. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of Hamilton has a Bender is great in every track. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. of the time, they're a little hidden, but the astute listeners will know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they come across a construction site where there there is a giant hole being dug, um, and a, Fry finds a bag of Olestra potato chips. Which Bender then eats and just a ton of bricks. Yep. Just come right out of his robot butt. Yep. This is definitely one of the few jokes in all of Futurama that really, really, really dates it to that specific time. Because during this time period, Alestra chips were, pardon the pun, but the butt of every joke. I like how you're like, you saw enough to say, pardon the pun, but not enough to change it. (laughs) They were the butt of every joke, and like you couldn't get away from them, and then all of a sudden, people just decided they have had enough intestinal distress caused by potato chips, and they went away, and then everybody forgot about them. Yes, I had forgotten about them until I watched this episode, so... Not only do they find this bag of chips from Fry's time, they also unearth a VW, like... A VW bug. Not not a bug, a a a bus. A bus. Mm -hmm. A VW bus. Yes. The right thing instead of the wrong thing that I said. Correct. Uh, And Fry gets really excited, and Bender... (laughs) (laughs) This is... I, uh, a wonderful uh, recurring joke. He asks if it's one of those Led Zeppelins he's heard so much about. Um, <laughs> and Fry explains that it's his VW bug uh, bus. We're going to keep doing that. <laughs> I, I've implanted that in your brain. Fry explains it's his VW bus. And he's really excited. And he's like, hey, he, he asks uh, Sal, who's digging the hole, uh, like, can I just take this? Sells say, says, if you dump the corpses, it's yours. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten used cars before. <laughs> so they 
push it back to Planet Express, the tires are flat. There's no fuel in it. Uh, and by they push it back, I should actually say Fry pushes it back while Bender is sitting in front drinking a beer. As you do, I mean, somebody's got to be in front to steer the thing. Uh huh. And drink a beer. That's true. Well, that's just Bender. Mm-hmm. You want you wouldn't want Bender behind uh, behind the wheel sober. It's true because he's a robot and he needs to have fuel for his his fuel cells. It's very true. I mean, we all know what happens when he doesn't. He wrecks uh, tankers and dumps oil on penguins exactly so they push this in and leela's like oh what's that is that one of those (laughs) jefferson starships i've heard so much about i it's such a wonderful like like half recurring joke because it's the same (laughs) cadence and oh it's Uh just so wonderful and then that that's it like those are the only times it's referenced in the entire but like that it's such a good payoff uh fry's sort of showing the this bus to super hippie bus yeah to everybody and um he says a lot of things mostly the one i remember is the professor's like where is the device (laughs) that speeds or slows the passage of time and fry goes under the seat and pulls out uh a bong (laughs) i don't think there's any other way to put that you know i I was reading on uh, because i had to look something up for this episode on the infosphere yeah and i was reading that that actually got past the censors because in the script it didn't call it a bong it called it a weird bottle (laughs) (laughs) a weird bottle yeah oh that's incredible (laughs) i'm i'm so glad that that happened uh, Amy does also point out that the speedometer can only go up to 80 and asks if it can only go 80,000 miles per hour. Fry's like, all we need to do is gas it up and then it's good to go. The professor points out the petroleum reserves ran out in 2038. Which now, you is know, surprisingly distressing for we've, me. We've still got we've still got a couple of years. We, we don't need to worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, 21. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yep. Yep. Um. So in the future, they use alternative fuels, like whale oil. Yeah, it's a big thing of oil. Big barrel of oil. That says Mobile Dick on it, um, which is funny. As funny as it is distressing. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. And they want Bender to haul this up to the, the big can opener which is just a big automatic can opener sure is there's no other way to describe that which we've actually seen before because it's what leela uses to open up nibbler's uh big cans of snouts but it's it's moved locations because but it's moved from the kitchen to where the the plane is. they're the, they're allowed to redecorate i know in, i'm just saying that it's it's modified but i'm just giving it the callback because in that episode bender does call it like a death trap and it it like takes a little bit off the top um it's true this time however he lifts up this can of whale oil and the magnet picks him up and just starts destroying him yeah pretty sparks much sparks are flying and the magnet sends off his inhibition unit so and he's singing uh johnny crack corn i think something like that yeah um the the can opener causes like horizontal gashes in his pretty much only his front the front of his body um before he does this though he he refuses um and fry asks if, it, if it's because the magnet will switch off his inhibition unit and bender replies who said anything about me secretly being a folk singer 
and secretly he, wanting to be a folk singer. Ah, yes, thank yes. you. And he looks around shift like with shifty eyes, like no one, no one, no one. Oh yeah, I have it in my notes. Jimmy cracked corn, and I don't care. So um, you know, I'm good at reading my own notes. Hey, for there this you go. Show. Uh, so uh, once he's being kind of destroyed by the can opener the entire crew is just watching as sparks are flying out of him and then zoidberg says it's toe tappingly tragic it's It's the best i i literally had to pause got up and started laughing it is one of my favorite lines in all of futurama and that is problematic for me because the number of times i want to say things are toe tappingly tragic it is never an okay thing to say <laughs> when it's relevant. No, it is certainly just not a not a good idea. It is never a good idea. But I always really want it's to. It's such a good line. <laughs> never a good idea, but such a good line. Yeah, so they take Bender to the hospital. Uh, Cedar Sine Wave Robot Hospital. And pretty good. It's a pretty good joke. We find out that Bender's hydraulics are shot, so I'm sorry, but you'll have to get a new one. He'll never move again. The professor uh, says, well, let's drag him to the curb, and him and Zoidberg grab hold of his foot cuffs, and Fry stops them, because they can't, he's my friend, we can't just throw him out like grandma's ashes. Oh my, yeah, that's, uh. There's a lot, uh a lot going on in this episode, like that's not there, it's just. referenced there's a lot a lot uh there is also the other thing that really dates this episode is they call in patch cord adams which is of course the play on patch adams the robin williams film about the doctor who cures people with the magic of laughter and the robot even like has a robot williams-esque sort of voice and uh tells some bad jokes like why are they using windows 3000 at the prison because it always locks up and there's some polite laughter in the in the episode it knows it's not a good joke Uh, how much how much you want to bet the writers were just like all right give me your worst jokes possible make them worse to get the the right stuff for this patch cord adams i mean maybe what do you mean I don't know. I could figure some worse jokes, probably, but I'm just saying, like it, it can't be. It can't be like accidentally funny. Is it, that's that's the difficulty in really. Creating okay, a bad so joke. what you're saying is you got to land on that target of decidedly not funny and not overshoot into like dad joke territory, yes. where you're like it's so bad that it's actually kind of clever. Exactly. That's okay. where it's a it's a difficult landing to hit. And I'd say Patchcord Adams nailed the landing. And I'd say 75% of what we say also nails that landing. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, of all the people in the universe, we're the two people <laughs> best qualified to talk about how comedy works. <laughs> we are certainly the, the best kind of people to talk about how bad comedy doesn't work. <laughs> 100%. So everybody leaves at Bender's request. Yeah. And then he hears a harmonica being played. And he he's like, hey, the blues, the tragic sound of other people suffering. That's kind of a pick-me-up. <laughs> and he looks over, and there's none other than musician Beck. 
getting his head welded to a mannequin. Yes, his, uh, Beck is now a head in a jar, as most current current era. I'm sorry are. did I did I say musician? Because what I should have said is musician poet who transcends genres even as he reinvents them. That's a good point. That's that that he he likes his the entire the entire oeuvre of lo- what he says. I mean, a lot of people forget that, but it's really important. It's very important. Um, <laughs> so. So yeah, Beck found this body by digging into the a, the a dumpster at the ninety two cent store. Also, I really want to know what is at the ninety two cent store. Mm-hmm. Like you've got your dollar stores. Yeah, what is at the ninety two cent store? That's got to be a trip, man. Well, think about what's usually at a dollar store, and it's then eight cents less. Eight cents less. It's mm-hmm. that's there you go. Yeah, Beck like all the modern day celebrities that we have in Futurama are his head is in a jar and his head in a jar is being welded to this mannequin and he's also got these little like robot hands kind of coming out of his neck so that he can play the harmonica sure and they have this little conversation about how Bender is a hopeless case now because he'll never move again and also that he just really looks up to beck because he has always wanted to be a musician poet who transcends genres even as he reinvents them well don't we all really sure i mean (laughs) maybe not my first career choice but like second maybe third that's true like i would probably go third Mm -hmm. i think that's a pretty good like but it's if it's this doesn't work out, I'll fall back to that. It's everybody's top five easily. Oh, easy, yeah. So, Beck is just living that good life that we all would lead if that was our third. If we didn't get our first or second options, it's true. Maybe this was the third option for Beck too, because clearly low level tech support and a podcast that makes me no money were my first two options. So, well, there you go. <laughs> it's good to have options. Good. Yep. So Ooh, that got too real. Beck has the doctor sort of lean in and he whispers and uh, has the doctor take these little robot robot arms that are coming out of his neck and just puts them on Bender's neck. Mm-hmm. And then just somehow magically Bender's able to control these now. I assume it's some kind of near field mm-hmm. communication technology. I mean, Beck does have to shout some really awkward uh, like motivational phrases like use the power of mental thinking i you say awkward i i don't think so and so he instructs bender to scrape it across his chest like a knife on burnt toast and it makes this really annoying like tin can washboard sort of sound and beck gets really really excited about it and bender's like well why why should i be excited about making annoying noises and beck says i use those in my music all the time (laughs) and asks bender to be his washboard player now i would just like to point out how much i love that beck is just riffing on himself this whole episode yeah because this is just a preview of what we're gonna get oh yeah i i love it when when you know somebody comes onto a show and just mercifully like either either is a parody of themselves or just makes fun of themselves the entire time because to me that that adds this person is being is is self-deprecating enough to realize like i i I can make myself the butt of the joke for other people to laugh at 
Adam West, hands down the best part of Family Guy. It's true, yeah. Rest uh, in peace. Bender joins the band, and so they come pick him up at Planet Express, mm-hmm. and Fry gets the idea, hey, why don't we travel in the van and follow the band around and also live in the van? Uh, I believe Zoidberg says, but I'm too poor to follow a band around. <laughs> so they hop in and start traveling down the country. Now, I know we both wrote a lot about the list of states so, on yeah, this map. So so what happens is you can kind of trace where they're going on the map of... It, the- it's, a, it's sort of a stereotypical like traveling montage sort of so- shot with a map and then like the bus going all along it. Yeah. Um, so let's go down the different states that are a little different than what we usually know. Uh, there's New New Jersey to match New New York. Um, Pennsylvania has split into Sylvania and the Penn Republic. Washington, D.C. is now Washington, A.C. for alternating current. Uh, Ohio is now E-Hio, like like the Electronic Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky is shortened to Uki, <laughs> which is certainly a choice. And the one that I have um, some feelings about is Virginia, my the state I grew up in, uh, is now East West Virginia. I have feelings about this that I'm not sure how how to uh, to speak about. I don't like it. I'll just put it that way. I'm okay. not a huge fan of it. On this half of the country, because we get a couple later on too. On this half of the country, it's it's not as many nerd references. You do get the Ohio and the. Uh, Washington, D.C., Washington, A.C., um, different types of current. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's good. The other half of the country is a lot better, though. That's true. And I'm just going to skip ahead to that while we're on this. Oh, wow, okay. So uh, there's um, Muontana, which is a science thing I had to look up. It's a (laughs) subatomic particle, and then the rest of that Wikipedia article was confusing. (laughs) Fair enough. There's Wyoming, like with the ohm. As mm-hmm. a, uh, uh, what is that, a measurement of resistance mm-hmm. in electrical Absolutely. systems. Uh, 24-bit Colorado, which I <laughs> always have really loved as a Colorado sure. native. Utah is in Alienese, which is what I had to look up. Okay. Uh, it says human farm. Sounds about right, actually. There's Nuke Vada. That also has a skull and crossbones on it, so I don't, I'm not a, I'm terrified of that. User Idaho, which is <laughs> so good. It's always good. Washingtron. Oh, I didn't even catch that yeah, one. Yeah, it's on it's in like just a couple of frames. Oh, but nice. Washingtron is up there. Uh there's X Oregon, which is a nice Woo! little uh exclusive or Boolean operator. Love it. And then California's been split into high cal and low cal. <laughs> uh, it kind of depends on on what, what, what your diet is. So, yeah, I've always really loved these states just because it's one throwaway bit. Like, they don't reference these states in any other episode. Um, In fact, like, New Jersey isn't... Like, they reference New Jersey in other episodes, but don't call it New New Jersey. Washington, D.C. is not Washington, A.C. in other episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, They reference Oregon in a later episode, which we'll get to. We'll be talking about eugene oregon for sure oh hey so we've been there (laughs) we have but yeah it's just one like throwaway joke where they just like threw a bunch of nerdy references in or some of these are like 
what happened to Pennsylvania? Like, why is it? Why did it split? Mm -hmm. There are questions that we never get the answers to, and I love it. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, that's that little. Those two uh, uh, maps. And, yes, back to the plot. (laughs) The plot. Um, At at a laundromat, as they are following the following the uh the beck mobile um zoiberg shell ran in the laundry and now everyone's clothes has a pink tie-dye um amy is uh, gearing up to yell at at zoiberg but everyone just kind of agrees like it's kind of cool i also just like how they're all sitting around in a laundromat playing cards in their underwear Mm -hmm. because like i've been to laundromats i would I don't know how I'd react if I saw somebody hanging out in their underwear because I'd probably be like, what? And then be like, oh, wait, no, that makes sense because it's laundry day. <laughs> you have to make that more. What? Like more. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, you have to make it way more. I was flailing my arms and everything. <laughs> and that was pretty great. I, he was. It was wonderful. But when that situation, that's just a sitcom. So you have to make the sitcom reaction. And then a laugh track plays. Yeah. And then. Um, and then you get your own spinoff as the guy who showed up confused at the laundromat yeah that's how tv works that sounds like the worst tv show ever that sounds that sounds like right between like one level above two and a half men one level below (laughs) the big bang theory so (laughs) wait hold on i need to i need to see this hierarchy again i need to two and a half men is below big bang Two, yeah, two and a half men is down at the bottom. Uh, okay, it's you're saying this is one of the worst. Laundromat guy. Laundromat guy, which I, I think has potential. Immediately above two and a half men. Okay. And then now I might get some, some flack for this because it's one of the highest rated TV shows in our modern day, but The Big Bang Theory, right above Laundry Guy. Okay, well, if you'd like to disagree with our placement of the laundry guy <laughs> television show please tweet at back to futurama i hope i don't get sued because it's too much like family guy like the name yeah i don't think that will be a problem seth mcfarland is going to be like i'm going to sue you and then he's going to watch the show and be like i have nothing to worry about <laughs> yeah. I, if, if i sued him i would get nothing because he has nothing and is nothing <laughs> it's like why would i sue this show that's on public access in portland and and is not good, not good and at it's all. About a confused guy <laughs> walking around in a laundromat. Hey, man! As long as you can sell that advertising. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by new episodes of The Laundry Guy, premiering this Friday on CBS. <laughs> At 2 a.m. in the morning when no when when we're about to sign off. Oh, wow! <clears throat> this episode is going some places. <laughs> <laughs> the laundry guy. Oh man, how about we get back on track? <laughs> okay. Um. So the first show, uh, is at is i believe in west virginia it's it that's where the it stops somewhere between virginia i'm sorry east west virginia and west virginia uh, at the at the squatters corner civic auditorium 
I missed the pronunciation on that, but it, it literally spells it A U D E E T O R I U M. Oh, I I that's how I assumed it was spelled. I just didn't realize that's how it was spelled. <laughs> um um so they're kind of jamming to the show. There's it's it's like a barn, so there's some chickens and other farmhouse animals. Um and they turn uh, Amy turns to the bar to try and buy some. I believe it is jowl knuckles. You are correct. Okay. Uh, and she attempts to buy it, but her money is melting from the wash. Including their change, which is like everybody's money is ruined. Like it's melted the money. And also all the change is like bent. And I don't understand how that works. But yeah, I'm not going to think about it too heavily. Oh, uh, clearly, I'm more confused at the <laughs> laundromat. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> so. <laughs> um and yeah they do a a concert um they're playing uh two turntables and a microphone whatever Mm -hmm. i know where it's at where it's at yeah they're playing where it's at and instead of two turntables and a microphone it's a washboard stomach and a microphone Mm -hmm. which i always really loved that that change and honestly bender scratching uh his beaten up carved up robot body like a washboard actually kind of works yeah like beck's not wrong he uses annoying sounds in his music all the time oh absolutely as somebody that likes beck's music kind of yeah and so yeah they they play the show beck says something about like uh i don't even remember he makes fun of himself at some point i mean he makes fun of himself through pretty much the entire episode um after the show they're outside and bender sees this uh two carts full of broken robots mm-hmm. being wheeled off and they're all like oh man we heard you from out here you guys rocked and uh bender's like hey man hang in there because like broken robots can do it and then like they all get crushed up into wind vexer brand paperweights yep this episode brought to you by wind vexer brand paperweights vex the wind so uh, the it, it, all the all the the robots are fans of Bender because they're showing that Bender, broken robots can be still be useful, um, and Bender kind of takes it as an offense that they were melted down into these these paperweights and and Beck tells him when you're when I'm upset I use it to write a song about it. When I wrote Devil's Haircut, I was feeling, what's that song about? <laughs> I love Beck making fun of himself. Yeah. It's so good. I, re- I really do love it when, when like, I we've talked about this a little bit already, but, like, I love it when guests come on and make uh-huh. themselves the butt of the joke, because it's, yeah, I just, I, I love it. This is where Bender's, like, and I'll use real words, not, like, Odelay, and Beck's, like, Odelay is a real word. Look it up in the Beckionary, and it pans down, and he's holding a Beckionary that says, Bazooty to Whiskey Clone. <laughs> I honestly do, though, want to buy one of those at some point in my life. Just to know. Just to have it. It would be a great conversation piece. Mm-hmm. It really would. As evidenced by this great conversation we're having right it's now. It's wonderful, yes. Uh, so they drive off, and Bender is writing his song. And uh, he's like, hand me the Bectionary. No, no, the rhyming Bectionary. <laughs> Uh, but so during this whole scene, um, 
I don't remember most of the details, which is fine because we used half of this episode talking about laundry guy. That's fine. But that's good. No, we we've <laughs> we, we 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 had a journey and we we followed it through to the end and now we can actually do the Futurama part of this podcast. But during this conversation, basically it Bender comes up with this idea to do a big charity concert called Bendade after me, Bender. Mm-hmm. And that he can uh, get he can use Beck's connections to get a bunch of famous people to come play at mm-hmm. this charity show, and the proceeds will go to help broken robots. And Bender will be singing his new song with Beck on on the back backup vocals. But remember, who's the star? Bender. Bender. Um, and they get to San Francisco, where they are staying at the Sir Francis Drake Hotel. The Planet Express gang crashes Bender's swanky hotel room mm-hmm. because the colors in the van were keeping them up. Fry turns on the TV after commenting how much better life is without TV. Mm-hmm. And there's a commercial right then and there, perfect timing, for the monsters of vaguely folkish Alterna Rock. They'll strum your brains out at Bendade, Bendade. Um, I, I do love that Bender is agreeable to them staying with him as long as they keep their hands off the mini bar, which is his bar in his compartment. Mm-hmm. It's truly amazing. I mean, he's the star here. He is the he is the star here. Bender gives this heartwarming speech about how, you know, he he once thought he was immobilized and now, you know, he's got fame and and uh money and he's touring with Beck and everything's great and it's all because he's permanently immobilized. But as he's doing this, he's like moving his hands and then he stands up and gets out of bed and then turns out Bender's healed. It's a miracle. Oh crap! It's a miracle. So he's he's kind of sad about his his whole music career basically falling apart because now he can move and his his gimmick is basically dead because he's he's not a broken robot anymore. It would be like Christina Aguilera singing in Spanish. Wait, that's it. I'll fake it <laughs> again. Like Christina Aguilera. Like this this episode yeah, has pretty- a lot of very timely for that specific moment in pop culture references yeah some touchstone moments that are like oh yeah this is when this episode came out huh Mm-hmm. on the way to the show fry is driving down the hills of san francisco uh, the the famous i think it's lombard street the famous street that kind of like zigzags uh-huh. a whole bunch down a down a hill and he's taking it real fast and zoidberg's in the back getting sick and just vomiting up into this handkerchief he's eating too much sand so he's he's coughing up these these basically pearls that are like blue and shiny yeah they're actually they're really pretty like they're dark and light blue swirling sort of Mm -hmm. pearls and uh, everybody thinks zoidberg is gross until the moment that they look at these and like zoidberg these are beautiful Mm -hmm. and then he and they grab them and he's like ew you're touching them <laughs> and uh as soon as he realizes that like hey these are getting him recognition he just starts horking up more of them yeah directly direct- into their hands <laughs> i will say that this episode is a very good like low-key zoidberg episode because he he mm-hmm. gets like p- he, things happen because of him and everybody's like no, this makes it better. He's a really yeah. good penniless hippie. He, uh, unsurprising to most. So Bendade starts with Cylon and Garfunkel, <laughs> uh, who sing, sing Scarborough Fair. And 
you know how you most of the time are talking about like these are the things you reference i always any time i hear that song i always sing it as cylon <laughs> parsley sage rosemary and thyme that was a pretty good cylon i'm telling you i I've, dang yeah i've been doing this for years my boy we should do that at karaoke <laughs> And make everybody really mad at us, except for like the f- two Futurama yeah. fans that happen to be in the audience. Everyone's booing except for that one guy. It's like I know we see you, you, you that one guy. That's the net. That's the spinoff from the laundry guy. <laughs> that one guy in the karaoke bar. That okay. Well, I have a lot more experience writing from that angle. Sure. So. I'm just saying we're we're building a TV universe here. So I think and then at some point we got to bring them together into a mega show. Okay. Uh The, the neighborhoodies. No, that's well, no, that's not good. Well, I hate everything about this. So let's move on. So <laughs> meanwhile, the Planet Express gang is selling some of these beads that uh Zoidberg makes. They're selling genuine love beads for five dollars each, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody tries to give them one of his poems. Uh, mostly, I bring up this point just because everybody's like, "Oh, these are so beautiful," and Zoidberg's like, "Thanks, <laughs> I've been making fine jewelry for years." Apparently, <laughs> I'm telling you, very good, low key Zoidberg episode. Anytime somebody says that they've been doing something for years, comma apparently. That is <laughs> A, comedy, yeah. B, terrifying, C, there's a story behind it. And then the story behind it is terrifying, which leads back to B. Meanwhile, on stage, Beck's band comes on. They descend down from uh, like ropes, and they start singing the song Sex Laws. That's with two X's mm-hmm. yeah, for absolutely. those listening at home. It sort of does a, a fade into much later in the day, mm-hmm. and they're still singing Sex Laws. And Beck's like, sorry, that song doesn't usually last three hours. But we got into a serious thing, and then I forgot how it ended. <laughs> oh, it's so good. As the last order of business... They bring out a big cardboard check for $14,000 to give to uh, Bender's fund for Broken Robots. Yeah, I think they say foundation or something like that. So, And then Beck is like, uh, I think Bender's like, I don't know what to say. And then Beck's like, maybe you should sing it in like a truly cheesy after school oh, special yeah. sort of way. And so he starts up his song called My Broken Friend. And it is a super trite song (laughs) about broken robots and how they can be most anything. You you nailed it. That's exactly it. The the noteworthy thing that happens during the song is that Bender just starts grooving and dancing and moving moving to the beat. Like over the top. Like this is not even just... Jumping and spinning and ridiculousness yeah he's going just outlandishly active this whole time and throughout beck's like hey 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 bender what's the dealio what's the dealio cut it and he even ends with a he run and then a knee slide as he's singing the last bar 
and uh, then he shouts, curse my natural showmanship. (laughs) And then there's a great chase scene through San Francisco, mimicking all the great chase scenes through San Francisco. Um, And it's actually, I think it's a really enjoyable little sequence. Mm -hmm. Um, Like as a, as a, yes, we're very clearly doing this because of these other movies. Like it's it's really good. Um, The animation's great. Yeah, it's I good. Think. They go through a Chinese festival. They they like fly off of the the hills of San Francisco and all of that, and then like the they, hubcap keeps falling off. Uh huh. It's very good. And then they're go- coming up to the Golden Gate Bridge. Bender says, "I forgot this is a hover bridge." Leela says, "And I forgot this isn't a hover car." And Fry's like, "Does any of that matter?" <laughs> Zoidberg, it's like not if you've lived a life without regret. <laughs> And I take it from his delivery of that line. He's lived a life with plenty of regret. I, I mean, I love Zoidberg, but yes. Um, so the van goes right off the edge. And just poof. Um, and Bender grab says, I'll save me and grabs one of the suspension wires. Um, Leela's like, everyone grab onto his foot cuffs. And then that kind of lowers the van very softly onto an outcropping and is fine. Mm-hmm. And then they all let go of his foot cuffs, and Bender is th- flung into the air. Yeah, he just like slingshotted. Yeah, um, and he lands back down on the wharf, pretty much just crushing somebody below. And then he goes to get up, and then the bus comes, and uh, the the tour bus comes and hits him. And Bender's like, "Oh, I'm broken again. I can't move." And uh. They're all like, we're not buying it. And he gives a, a heartfelt speech about how he never meant to hurt anyone or help anyone. <laughs> he just wanted to hang out with Beck, which, I mean, really, we all want to hang out with Beck, right? Yeah, I would I would hang out with Beck. Mm-hmm. But if you're Beck, tweet at Back to Futurama. Please. So, yeah, they. Uh, he's like, can I at least still keep the check? And then... Uh, I think Garfunkel, Garfunkel uh-huh. which is not the original Garfunkel, by the way. We kind of glossed over that fact. <laughs> Fair. It's, yeah. it's a descendant of the original yes, Garfunkel. That's a good point. Um, I mean, it's an important thing to to make a distinction about because there are a lot of celebrity heads in jars, uh, but this is very much mm-hmm. a descendant. And also, uh, Cylon is not Paul Simon. What? I know. it's very. It, it needs to be said, I think. I'm confused, and I'm not even at the laundromat. <laughs> Garfunkel's like, over my dead career, grabs the, the check and they run <laughs> off. And then Bender's like, well, it was worth a shot. Gets up. He's totally fine. Not even damaged. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, the Planet Express sh- uh, crew is basically like paddling the bus uh-huh. down the river. <laughs> and it's like, come on, Bender. If you're done scamming Beck, we're heading home. <laughs> You know, if you're ever to- if you if you ever have the chance to have that that said to you, I think you've lived a pretty good life already. Uh huh. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, Bender says, "Yeah, just one more thing," and he grabs a magnet from a tourist like kiosk, mm-hmm. sticks it to his head, and he's eyes start freaking out again, and he starts singing uh, Johnny Crack Corn again but with names of the Planet Express crew. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and Bender Crack Corn, he is great. Take that, you stupid corn. <laughs> and then that is where the episode ends, which means it is time for... Great. 
So, I mean, I think we've kind of discussed everything about the episode pretty well. It's a very good episode. We've got a good uh, guest star that's really up to the performance to be to be in the universe of of it. it the plot is pretty decent. Like it it follows a, a through path. It's not one of the most consequential plots that we ever have, but we have good character moments from Zoidberg Bender. You know, we have good uh, Fry gets to be in touch with his, you know, his his, his usual um, his home era. So I, I think it's a very good episode. It's very funny. I, I very much enjoyed watching it again. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a B plus for a while. When someone would ask me what my favorite Futurama episode is, I would easily put have put this in the top three. Um, now, I think my tastes have changed a little bit. Because I do prefer ones with a little bit more meat to the plot. Mm -hmm. With that said, I think that just joke for joke, like on a pure comedy level, this is maybe the funniest episode of Futurama as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Granted, I'm willing to admit a lot of bias in that. Because there's a lot of that nerd humor between the state names and like Cylon and Garfunkel and Cedar's sign... uh, Sine wave. I said the original name of the actual. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cedar Sine Wave Hospital. Um, you know, Beck is in it, uh, which I, I like Beck. That's um, true. I like yeah. a lot of his music. There's just so many jokes in this episode that speak specifically to me. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know that it's going to land with everybody. But I do think this is maybe the funniest episode of Futurama. Uh, so with that, I will give it an A. Mm-hmm. Um. I will forego the plus just because it is an entirely inconsequential episode. Yeah. There's no character growth. There's no impact on anybody at all. It's just we're having some weird adventures as hippies and in Beck's band. Yeah. Which is great. But um, I do prefer a little bit more plot. Um, but hands down, I think it's it's the funniest episode yeah i think you're probably right and i think i was probably i was i was waffling a minus or b plus i think i I probably should be an a minus because it's it is just so funny it all works like there's no part of this episode you could pull out and say this is this part does not work like even the you know patch cord adams it's very funny as a critique on patch adams Uh uh-huh even though it it dates it very heavily to where it was and that's a lot of weird like dating to the time frame right which possibly means that for other people it doesn't work as well as it does for us because we grew up in that time. Sure, yeah. But I think for me, I think I have to say A- minus instead of B+. Plus. So I, I apologize for having to change it so quickly. But hey, no, I'll take it. That means I convinced you. I mean, it, I was already on the fence anyway. Sure. So. Well, I just gave you that little nudge off it's true. the side of and the And then fence. I fell directly mm-hmm. into the A- minus field. We want to hear if you agree or disagree with our assessment of this episode, what your favorite lines are in this episode. If you want to see Laundry Man uh, this Friday on CBS, just if you want to talk to us about anything Futurama related, uh, Back to the Futurama related, we always want to hear from you. So there are plenty of ways to do that. You can email us by sending an email to backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, the artist formerly known as iTunes. Uh, 
just uh, at Back to the Futurama. Just uh, please rate us, review us, subscribe, and and uh, send to a friend. We can we can all watch Laundry Laundry Guy together. Yeah, that last bit's actually really helpful because I've been looking at our stats. We got quite a big bump from people searching for Futurama podcast when they the nerdist <laughs> did their their episode, which we do we do need to talk about. We do need to talk about it at some point. Probably uh, in chronological order. It's we are last. now so far down the list on Google when you look up uh, Futurama podcasts because of that. So uh, if you know anybody who wants to listen to a, an, a Futurama podcast, uh, that's not a new episode, just two guys talking about Futurama and making <laughs> dumb jokes about Laundry Guy. Um, I'm not selling this well, am nope, I? No. Send it to friends. Send it to enemies if you don't like them. <laughs> Send it to the Futurama fans in your life regardless. Uh, it helps us out a lot. So I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah? I think so. I think we've done enough here. <laughs> we've given just enough of ourselves. Okay. Well, in that case, until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world of tomorrow. Of tomorrow. here's the guy he does his laundry he's shocked to other people in the laundry it's laundry guy what see we even made the theme song now now we we are contractually obligated to make this show and put it on our local cw station <laughs>